Hello. This is episode 8 of the Commercial Awareness Podcast. If you are a new listener, this podcast aims to provide you with a roundup of the week's news in an effort to improve your commercial awareness. Links for all of the stories will be in the description. First, some headlines. The EU has fined MasterCard 570 million euros for limiting competition between banks offering cheaper payment fees, harming consumers and retailers. Insenco's former French office is in talks to join Paris firm Guide Loirette Nuel after not being involved in the Gordon Dad's takeover. The national grid has appointed Gowling WLG's head of energy, Derek Goodban, as a permanent general counsel after a five-year search. In proposals announced by the Department for Business, Energy, and Industrial Strategy on Thursday, pregnant women and new parents returning to work will receive greater protection from redundancy under new government plans. After Carlos Gosen's arrest and resignation, Renault have appointed a new chairman and chief executive. Skadden, Arps, Slate, Meager, and Flum have agreed a $4.6 million settlement agreement with the U.S. Justice Department into whether the work it did with Paul Manafort for a Russia-aligned Ukrainian government violated lobbying laws. And finally, IAG, owner of British Airways, is selling its 3.9% stake in Norwegian Air, ending its takeover bid. As always, the links for these headlines will be in the description if you wish to read more about them. And now, three reads. The first read is of what could be labeled Airbus's warning as Airbus Chief Executive Tom Enders has warned the UK over the repercussions of a no-deal Brexit. In a video message published on the 23rd of January, Tom Enders has said that Airbus could be, quote, forced to redirect future investments, end quote, if the UK left the EU without a trade deal. As Airbus is one of Britain's largest manufacturers and employs over 14,000 people at 25 sites in the country, this cannot be taken lightly. Enders went on to say, quote, Please don't listen to the Brexiteers' madness which asserts that, because we have huge plants here, we will not move, and we will always be here. They are wrong, end quote. As the UK factories for Airbus make wings, Enders continued his statement by saying, quote, Make no mistake, there are plenty of countries out there who would love to make the wings for Airbus aircraft, end quote. Though previous episodes of the podcast have mentioned Ford and Jaguar Land Rover sharing similar sentiments, This is at least my first encounter with the warning so public and candid by a large employer and manufacturer for the UK about the pitfalls of a no-deal Brexit. Airbus's warning comes days before Tuesday's vote in Parliament on a Brexit Plan B, and with the March 29 deadline approaching, it will be important to follow up on stories like this. The link for Tom Ender's full video message will be in the description. Credit for this story goes to Sylvia Pfeiffer, Peter Campbell, Delphine Strauss, and the Airbus YouTube channel. The second read concerns the Barclays fraud. This has been labeled, quote, the first jury trial in the world of a major bank's chief executive over events during the financial crisis, end quote. The serious fraud offices charged Barclays' former executive, John Varley, and three of his former colleagues with conspiracy to commit fraud and mislead the market and other investors by hiding a £322 million payment to Qatari investors in exchange for funding during the 2008 financial crisis. The prosecution in Southwark Crown Court detailed the pressure banks were under during the 2008 financial crisis, and in a bid to shore up capital, Barclays agreed a deal to receive more than £4 billion from Qatari investors 
in exchange for Barclays investing in Qatar National Bank and providing the Qatari investors with a 3.75% commission fee, while other investors from China, Singapore, and Japan were only being paid 1.5%. The other executives charged are Roger Jenkins, former executive chairman of investment banking and investment management at Barclays Capital, Thomas Kolaris, former chief executive of Barclays Wealth Management, and Richard Both, former head of European Financial Institutions Group of Barclays Capital. This entire operation has been labeled Project Heron, and correspondence between the execs involved nicknaming the Qatari investors, quote, quail, end quote. And the jury at Suffolk even read a message Varley sent to his chairman three weeks before the capital call that the, quote, quail is bagged, end quote, to confirm the deal. To read more about this, I provided links to both the Financial Times and the Sky News article, which are both very comprehensive. Credit goes to Caroline Binham and Wale Aziz, respectively. Now, the final read is that RPC, Europe's biggest maker of plastic packaging, has agreed a £3.3 billion takeover by the U.S. private equity firm Apollo Global Management. RPC's clients include Unilever, Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, L'Oreal, Mars, Nestle, and Arla Foods. RPC has been on the forefront of innovation, developing packaging such as Nestle's Dolce Gusto capsules and Heinz's Snappot packs. RPC has conducted seven major acquisitions between 2014 and 2017, taking its net debt from £171 million in 2013 to £1.18 billion in September 2018. This takeover is an agreement to buy RPC at 782 pence a share. However, this takeover is not without some shareholder pushback, with David Cumming, the CIO for equities at Aviva Investors, one of RPC's 15 largest shareholders, said, quote, We do not agree with the justifications put forward by the RPC board for their acceptance of an offer for the company by Apollo, end quote, and that the, quote, exit valuation clearly underestimates future growth prospects, end quote. Royal London Asset Management, another shareholder, has criticized the price. However, two of RPC's three largest shareholders support the takeover, and it is unlikely that RPC will receive a higher bid. I must concede, this story alone will not be largely significant for everyone, but it indicates a trend of takeover approaches by international investors for London-listed companies as a result of the low value of the pound and depressed stock market valuations of UK companies. Credit for this story goes to Ian King. And thus concludes Episode 8 of the Commercial Awareness Podcast. As always, the links for all stories will be in the description. Thank you for listening. Please rate, share, and subscribe.